This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success and show us how they attain even their lofty goals. These students, who are in the top 10% of the country, are active in student support services at NC State, a nationally recognized program designed to provide support for low-income, first-generation college students. Nationally, this population has an 11% graduation rate within six years. The student support services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs in Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success. So welcome to Beyond the Bell Tower, podcast for TRIO students by TRIO students. Would you guys be willing to say your name, major, year, and maybe something unique about yourself? All right, so I'm Shaylin Williams, a freshman at NCSU. I am in exploratory studies. And something interesting about me, I love investing. That's honestly really cool. You're gonna have to teach me about that because I'm 21 and I don't know anything about any of that. Wow, (laughs) (laughs) for sure. My name is Miranda Perusik. I'm a senior at NC State. I am a psychology student uh, major with a minor in criminology, and I used to spend my days staring at the clouds and trying to identify them because I was a big nerd. <laughs> and I am Caitlin Sosby, the host of this podcast. I am a senior in communications. Before we get too into this, what what were you both like most nervous about attending NC State? Miranda, if I'm correct, you're a transfer student, right? Yeah, so I technically was a transfer student. I went to an early college high school, so I came into NC State with my associate's degree, and it was really weird being thrown into all of the advanced classes without having like the real freshman experience of all the general education courses because I had already finished those. So I was really nervous about like making friends my own age and really feeling at home on campus. But TRIO definitely helped with that. Well, of course, like as a freshman, I had no like prior experience with college and that like coupled with Corona and knowing that all my classes were going to be online was very like nerve wracking because I prefer, of course, prefer in-person classes. So I was thinking, how am I going to do math online when there's no teacher? I can just raise my hand and ask a question. You can come over and help me. How am I going to learn a language online? I was taking Spanish. So it, it was just a lot of anxiety about how well I would do with my classes. So since you are a freshman, you chose NC State during the pandemic, didn't you? Uh, yes, actually, I don't know if you can put this in, but I was, I was planning on going to App State for a long time, but then as like um, the virus developed, I was like, maybe I should choose something a little closer to home, and my sister is also a senior here, so it was just the smarter, safer choice, you know, if an emergency happened, we can go home, no problem, two hours tops, but App State is way farther than NC State, and I was familiar with the campus, I love the campus, I love the people, I love like the environment, so I was happy to come here. Well, we are glad to have you. 
I second that notion. Uh, it's definitely a pretty nice college to be at. What resources have best helped you through that process? Because I can't imagine it being easy with, even though you did know the campus pretty well. Uh, of course. So TRIO honestly was very like paramount in helping me adjust any questions I had, anything at all. I just emailed them. They answered it. I actually had my own trio mentor and he really just kept checking in on me. We actually like had meetings. So that was really, really helpful. Just having someone who's there to like help you and see how you're doing when, you know, all your friends are going home and stuff like that. So it was very nice. And just like all the resources that trio makes available to their students is out of this world. So I definitely took advantage of a lot of those and those have really helped me. So Miranda and I are both TRIO peer mentors. Do you mind saying who your peer mentor is? Um, his name was Tyrez. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but Tyrez Hudson, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. He's in- yes, he was um, in my Beyond the Bricks mentor group because each, each year the mentors get placed into a, a themed group where we put on events to help other mentors and everyone's mentees kind of get a feel for what kind of resources are around campus and outside of campus to better adjust for college life and planning for careers. And he was in my group and he's absolutely incredible. You got really lucky with having such an amazing energy is up here (laughs) for sure. So I heard from Sarah that you live on campus, is that correct? Yes, I am staying for winter housing. I've been on campus since the very beginning. (laughs) Can you explain that process? Because I I don't know much about it, especially with the everybody being taken off campus near the beginning. Are you referring to staying on campus for for the fall semester or for winter? For, For the fall and for winter, you can explain both. Okay, so for the fall, um, there was just an application that you would have to fill out like your reasons for staying. It was kind of like an emergency housing situation. So, so for example, you may not have stable internet connection at home. There may be a lot of high risk people at their, at your home, so you wouldn't want to put them at risk. There is a lot of different reasons that one could stay on campus. All you would have to do, all you had to do, was um, fill out the application. And probably nine times out of 10, it would have had been approved. The mandate was more about just like lowering the volume of people on campus. And it definitely did that. It wasn't too bad, to be honest. There was still like a healthy amount of people on campus. So you didn't feel like totally isolated. So I definitely stand by my decision on staying. It just really helped me focus on school. That wasn't something that I would have been able to do like in my house with, you know, six other people definitely wouldn't have been able to do that. And as for winter housing, there was like a $700 fee that had to be paid for winter housing. And that was that. It was, you just pay the $700 and they give you an apartment in Wolf Village since like the dining hall plan, like the meal plans are cut off. So you have Mm -hmm. your own kitchen, you have your own living area and things like that. I had no idea how the winter one at all worked. Yep. (laughs) They sent out an email. All you had to do was pay $700 fill out an application, and that was that. Is your sister also on campus? Yes, technically. She lives in Wolf Ridge, Mm -hmm. the um, apartment on Centennial Campus, so she decided to stay there, yes. Do you see her a lot since you guys are on campus, or not really? I just saw her yesterday. (laughs) 
she she has the car between the two of us so it's it's very helpful that we have a form of transportation so we go get groceries together we just hang out together that's good so i want to switch kind of focuses and come back to this and focus on high school because you have a very interesting experience of graduating oh during a pandemic. Oh my, <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> and I, I'm very curious on how that worked for you since we, since both Miranda and I are seniors and are also close to graduating. Of course, so senior year, <laughs> it all started out. So there was, you know, the rumor of the virus and, you know, it was kind of like, it was over there so we don't have to worry about it. But I guess it started spreading over here. They called off school for, I think I remember three days. I think it was like a Thursday or something like that. And they're like, you'll be back Monday, just taking off these next two days. So of course we were like, okay, see, see you Monday, see you Monday, bye. No hugs, nothing. It was just like a regular day. We never came back to school. It, it was like, it just cut off right there, no goodbyes, no turning in homework for the next day, no nothing. It was just like a straight cutoff. So that that was a little bit crazy. Like it was like we, it was a constant cycle of never knowing when we're coming back. We're like, oh, we're coming back this week. We're coming back that week. But sooner or later, it was the end of the school year. And we were like, yep, I guess that was our goodbye. We did not have prom. We didn't have the traditional graduation literally all we did was um walk across the empty stage <laughs> and um, that was pretty depressing uh, we were allowed to have like I believe like five family members look at us walk across a stage in a gym and that was that how was that because you said earlier that you have six other people in your house definitely it was a hassle for seeing who's gonna be who where so definitely not everybody got to come for sure mm -hmm. but it, it was all we could do but yeah, it was definitely uh, a lackluster experience compared to what it should have been, you know, senior prom, senior graduation. So Those big milestones that everyone exactly. is looking for. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Miranda, do you want to talk about the NC State experience of what happened for us during the pandemic? So I didn't get the full experience of the pandemic being on campus because my, my class, um, in the spring semester of this year, they were easily moved online. So it wasn't, and I already had like a couple of online classes. So it wasn't as big of a change for me as everybody else, but they did really well at keeping everybody informed. And I also, I live in an apartment off campus, so I didn't have to deal with housing and everything and wondering how it's going to be for move out and everything. And then this coming semester, it was a little bit crazier because my classes were all online initially. And then my roommates, they still had some in-person classes until the school decided to make everything online, which was a little rough having to watch them deal with everything because this is an unprecedented time. Nobody's ever had to deal with this before and it affects everyone around you. And it's very, it's very weird to think about because we all think about college and we think about movies and going to classes and it's all perfect and happy-go-lucky. And then this comes along and we have to think of new policies and 
the school has to think about population density on campus and it's very interesting to think about. The school has been really great at doing everything, but it's also really hard on all of the students. It, from what I've heard, increased housing and food insecurities have happened and it's really sad to think about that as well. To go off on that, I can speak a bit more on that. I moved back home during the pandemic and I actually had an issue with internet insecurity because of where I lived. There was only one internet provider. And right after I got my internet, it actually stopped providing for my area. So I actually used the student emergency fund to pay for that internet because it was it was something I was not prepared to pay for at the time. And I had an insecurity with that along with living in a house with siblings who needed the internet as well as we all switched online. And it was just a weird time because like you said, we didn't know what things were going to happen. And our spring break was extended, which made it harder to go back to classes. Yeah, and my mom is friends with a couple of elementary age teachers and hearing the stories of of everyone having to deal with internet insecurity and internet issues is really almost disheartening because before this all happened everyone thought that we had the height of technology we had everyone can be on the internet and then this happened and everyone was on the internet and it constantly crashes it can't uphold and it causes problems for students because I tended to throughout the semester I still lived at my apartment but I would visit home a lot because I needed to see people because my roommates were never at my apartment and I never went onto campus so I never saw anyone so I'd always come home and my internet at home would always go out on me. Zoom would always drop in the middle of my classes and it was always the worst. And it's really nice to think about the student fund that you that you were able to use for internet because so many people weren't able to prepare for this sort of thing. And so having that resource was also really incredible. I thankfully did not have to use that because my area typically has good wi-fi i'm in a very populated dense area and but having all of those resources for so many people is amazing shylin what was your biggest fears during the pandemic i enjoy meeting new people that was i was so excited that was actually one of like the main uh, factors of becoming nc state just the diversity on campus there like we have students from 150 different countries, every state and every county in North Carolina. I was like, finally, I get to meet, you know, new people with different views, different, you know, ideas and stuff. And I was so excited to make so many friends and just network and connect. And then when I heard this and how they were reducing the population density on campus and how a lot of like the international students were staying online or not coming and and just like the overall reduced population, I was extremely sad about that. It was definitely a challenge making friends because you can no longer just walk up, walk up to someone. It's more of like, it's almost like a threat walking up to someone during a global <laughs> pandemic. So that definitely wasn't an option. It was just um, 
a, a lot of reduced connectivity. So I definitely felt that. Also online classes, once again, I am a very like physical learner. I like being in the environment. I like being around people. I like being able to raise my hand and, you know, do this and that and be able to focus. Cause you know, when you're in class, it's just the class you're able to focus. But when you're on your laptop, you can be anywhere in the world doing anything. You can be in your bed. So it was definitely, it, it was more like on the student to just really be responsible. You know, you don't have to show up to class. You just have to click a button. So it's a lot of willpower to really mm -hmm. do what you're supposed to, when you're supposed to, how you're supposed to. Did you ever have any classes in person before it went online? <sighs> yes, I tried my hardest to get as many in-person classes as I could. I was so excited. I think I had, what, three that were either in-person or hybrid. I was like, okay, I can do this. This semester will be bearable. Of course, as you know, second week of classes that, that went out the window, all of them turned online. So yes, mm -hmm. I did. So going back to like your living situation, you said that you were on campus throughout the whole pandemic. What is it like to live on campus? Because right now, both Miranda and I are in apartments, so it's a completely different feel for us. Oh, for sure. So at first, when everybody was here, I don't know, I feel like it was more okay rephrase that but when I first got on campus of course there weren't as many people as I expected to but as you know everybody left I think it was like a week after everybody left somehow it got more crowded and I think I deduced that it was just the athletes the athletes were still on campus they were still trading and there was like a lot of people so definitely like um since they kind of consolidated everything everybody wasn't so spread out so it did feel like there was more people even though there wasn't you know they kind of shut down the dining hall so everything was in tally so everybody just kind of conjugated in tally so it definitely didn't feel as lonely so I enjoyed that but now that I am in Wolf Village it's a little bit farther away from everything and I actually like longboarded by there the other day and there was what two people there so it's definitely, definitely different for winter break. But one thing I am so grateful about is here in Wolf Village, we've kind of started like the, our own community within like the village because we know that there is like so few people here and we'll go crazy without like meeting any new people. So we've created group chats. We've had like dinner, of course, like socially distancing stuff. But yeah, it's been, it's been okay. It's been bearable when you have other people going through the same thing. What dorm were you originally in? That's the whole story. All right, so throughout the semester, I've actually had to move like three different times within the span of one semester. Like I've learned to just copy and paste, you know, my whole dorm. But originally I was in Owen mm -hmm. and then, which is hall style. And then I moved to Bowen, which is sort of like a sweet style, I believe. And then I moved to Wolf Village. Which is the apartment style. Yes. Yeah, I was in Tucker, so I know what it's like for the hall ones, and it's... Oh, no elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I was and... in Carroll my freshman year. Mm. My best friend was in Carroll. The Tri-Towers oh. will get you. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it like with eating at Tally for that time period? Um, during this fall semester? Yes. Actually, I didn't mind it at all since everything was in one place, you know, you didn't have to decide between walking that way for dining hall food and walking this way for, you know, Tuffy's Diner and all that. So it was kind of all in one place. Actually, and actually, I think the food has improved. 
I don't know if it's in my head, but the food has quite literally improved because I think the chefs from One Earth are kind of, you know, taking care of the whole dining hall situation. So, you know, we had, you know, bacon wrapped scallops the other day. <laughs> we had like shrimp cocktail and salmon and beef brisket. So I definitely think it was a step up. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed it for sure. And of course, we had 1887, which is the best restaurant on campus. Woo -woo. Yes. And having Tally open, you get a variety of food. So it's not like you burn out of one mm -hmm. thing. Of course, yes. It's amazing. I used to eat in Tally all the time my first year here. And I would rotate where I'm eating and I never got tired. Having Tally open compared to a dining hall where you can't even really have like a dining hall during a global pandemic. So it's really nice that there's that other option too. So and something close to Tally is the food pantry. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I heard that you also used that during your time. Oh, for sure. That was a resource that I was very happy to find. And I have no idea why so so few people um, take advantage of it. I think it's more the stigma around going to a food pantry. But in my head, I'm like, okay, so this is what my tuition is paying for. I'm gonna use every resource at my disposal. And you know, I was in need because groceries are incredibly expensive, especially with Target being the own, only real, you know, liable option because it's so close. And yeah, I definitely took advantage of that. They, they were super nice. The staff is incredibly helpful. I never felt uncomfortable going. The people were super nice. They did have a wide variety of food available, a lot of fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, and just a lot of resources that would have really put like put a damper on people's, you know, monetary supplies. So it was definitely essential aid in helping me really get through and have all the things that I need. Definitely for sure. So right beside the theater and you just go right in there. I'm pretty sure it'll have feed the pack on the door. Very easy to find. Awesome. And I also just found the address. So it's 2221 Dunn Avenue and it's open from 12 to 6, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's definitely a resource that we all recommend for people who are going to be on campus, um, especially since we are having more people on campus in spring. Also, even people out of campus, I'm pretty sure as long as you're a student, it's open and available. What is, speaking of next semester, what is like your worries heading into the next semester? I just really do not want a repeat of this semester. <laughs> like before I came to college, I have never had a B in my life. I have, I have had straight A's, you know, my whole life. You know, getting a B would have been like a crime. But <laughs> this semester, I was not doing too hot. And it was just really jarring to, you know, see mm -hmm. that and see that I wasn't, you know, up to my usual standards. So like with everything going on, it was, pretty near impossible to, you know, keep that same standard. So I just really want to go in next semester being more prepared now that I kind of know what's going on and being more organized with taking online classes and just really taking charge this time. And you said previously you're an exploratory study student? Yes, I am. How is that transition for you? Because I know that you're taking a class to help you figure out what you want to do. And that's pretty hard to figure out while you're doing everything online. So how's that working for you? 
It was definitely odd. You know, the class is meant to be very engaging and very interacting. Like I remember our first few days of classes were very fun, you know, talking with different people, you know, really figuring it out. And the online transition was done as best as it could, but, you know, not 100% effective. Uh, trying to figure out my major in a time like this was definitely, you know, a little, little a bit much. It was helpful that I had an idea. You know, some people come in not knowing like anything about what they want to do, but I had an idea. I kind of wanted to go in business. I kind of like the whole business, international studies, Spanish kind of collection. So I was just somewhere in there. So I can still take um, general classes that won't be completely useless, but I haven't decided. Well, I think all of those ideas are amazing. I was in exploratory studies and I went from computer science to business to communications. So definitely very different ideas there. So I can understand at least having a good set point of what you want to do is very important for succeeding. And even if you don't know for people who are still uncertain, it's fine. Take a deep breath and you got this. And it's totally okay to think that you know what you want to do for the rest of your life and then decide to change because I started out for sure wanting to do meteorology and wanting to work in the National Weather Center. And then I really got into those specific classes and I realized that's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so I took a look at everything and decided to change and it was the best thing ever. So don't be afraid if you get into classes that you think you'll enjoy and you don't end up enjoying them or you get into a major that you feel like you have a passion for and then it doesn't quite work out. You have plenty of time and plenty of options to work through. So for next semester, we are having more students come back on campus that have either previously left or have not been on campus yet. What is your advice for those who are returning on campus since you are there and you, you kind of have understood how it works? Are you, are you referring to the students who have not had the experience of fall semester? Yes. Oh. Those who like returned home or who are just starting out at NC State. Okay, I would definitely say uh, wear your mask <laughs> first and foremost. You know, just follow the guidelines that are in place, you know, take this time to really, you know, enjoy the college experience. It might not have been how it usually would, but definitely still enjoy, you know, just being around people, doing different activities. You know, there's plenty of activities that we can do, you know, in a socially distant way. So really just take advantage of all the um, campus resources that are available, like the gym, the food pantry, you know, the food and anything. Just really taking advantage of being on campus. You know, it's a beautiful environment to be in. There's so many trees and it, it, it really, it'll really help, you know, with the change in scenery. I know if I stayed home, I would not have been in a good state of mind just being constantly in home, surrounded by, you know, millions of siblings and parents and chores and stuff. So just really take this time to relax and, you know, go outside and have a picnic. <laughs> so I kind of have three parts to this and we're nearing the second part, which is you guys can choose which one you want to focus on first. I have I have stuff about NC State University's response 
to the pandemic and their furthering response for next semester. And then I also have, and this is kind of more of a fun one in my opinion, I wanted to focus on what to look forward to with NC State when we're getting closer to the normalcy we had before the pandemic. So looking at how NC State was before this and things to look forward to as we have reached a point where a vaccine is close at hand. The second one, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fun one first. Mm -hmm. So Miranda, you, I I know we're at least part of the meteorology club. Do you want to explain like how clubs work and how it was to be on campus with your club? Yeah, so I was in the NCSU weather club. It's where a bunch of students were primarily, we were primarily meteorology majors, but we're open to anybody and everybody who wants to join. We're always welcome to more people. So what we would do is we would practice weather broadcasts. So we would put together our presentations and we would do a daily report and a weekly report. We would show satellite radar maps and everything. And it was really incredible. And then on our assigned day of the week, we would go into the recording studio and we would record our broadcast. We had a green screen and and side screens to where we could tell where we were on the screen, just like in a professional broadcast studio. It was amazing. It was great to be on campus working with people who had similar passions because I kept doing it even after I had left meteorology and it was incredible because everyone's so supportive of each other and we all kind of became friends because we all knew what we were going through like how hard the classes were and everything and we all had kind of similar goals and it was amazing and I know that there are other clubs on campus that are just as amazing. There's a club for practically anything that you can think of. There was a Disney movie club that I was made aware of because I'm such an avid fan of Disney. There are so many other clubs. There's obviously club sports and everything and it's incredible because you find this place on campus where you fit in and you get to meet people who have the same or similar passions as you. And it's amazing because coming in to an unknown place your first year can be incredibly daunting. And then you find this club that, or multiple clubs that make you really feel at home. And it's amazing. I I always advocate for joining as many clubs as you want, even if you can't dedicate as much time to it. Having that resource and that social interaction is always amazing. Speaking of organizations that we're a part of, we are all TRIO students. Would you like to explain how the TRIO offices and how our programs are in person? Because I think that's one of my favorite things about campus is the TRIO office. 
Oh yeah. I, the trio offices are absolutely amazing. I have, there was one point, I think it was two semesters ago, I had a test that I had to study for and I ended up sitting in the trio office for about six hours straight because it's such a, a nice environment. It doesn't feel claustrophobic. It helps really stress because when I needed a little mini study break, I can go up to the front desk and talk to Dawn. And I had access to all of the advisors because anybody there, literally anybody in that office will help you with anything that you can ask. There was one time I was in an advising meeting with my trio advisor and I had mentioned in passing that I had a test, um, a paper that I was a little nervous about because I had no clue how to start it. She sent me right down the hall to Kyle, who is our resident writing expert. And he helped me start that paper like it was nothing. He guided me on potential resources that I could use and everything. And it was amazing. And then Trisha, she's our resident graduate school expert. She, you can go into her office if she's not in a meeting and ask her any questions and she will have the answer in a split second. Everybody there is so amazing. They're so friendly. They're so easy to talk to. Like you can just go into the office, sit around and hang out between classes because it's so welcoming. I remember my first program that like really stood out to me was one of our fall conferences. And I was like, I was a, probably a freshman at the time or a sophomore, I don't remember. But I was so nervous because the only person I knew at the time was Sarah, um, who was my advisor at the time. And all the trio people had already knew, like already knew who I was and was already calling me by name and acting so friendly and so sweet. And you just instantly feel welcomed in that space. And then we do trips together and you see how bright Dawn's personality is and you get to learn new things every single time you're with them. So it's definitely, a, I'd say, one of the highlights of things to look forward to. Oh yeah, they are definitely very, very personable and interested in your life. Every time I go into the office or went into the office, Dawn would ask me about my sister because she remembers that my older sister is in a graduate program right now in Winston-Salem. She's like, oh, how's your sister? And it just, it shows you that she cares and everybody cares because they take the time to get to know you and to get familiar with you. And so I'm definitely looking forward to being in the office more for my last semester. Actually, Shailen, do you have places on campus that you're curious about what they're like before COVID started, like classroom buildings, library, tally, um, any place like that? Yes, actually, honestly, because my only experience has been like a deserted, you know, the campus. Like I've, I've never seen more than 10 people out of a time, even at the beginning of the semester. It's just really, really empty, kind of depressing. So I would love to know, like, where were the most populated places? You know, what did tally look like? What did the brickyard look like? 
how did Hillsboro look like, you know? Like Valley was always, always full of life. It was, it was incredible because you could go in there two days in a row and not recognize a face because there's just that many people on campus, that many people that would go through there. There was always people playing games on the TVs by the C store. There was always people going in and out of the, the restaurants and everything. The bookstore and gift shop was always full of people because everybody has to represent state. The Starbucks was so crowded though. Always. You could <laughs> try to order ahead on tap and go and it would take like an hour to get a single coffee. It was great. It was like we lived in our own mini city, like our own social ecosystem. There was always people outside on the on the lawn and everything, people riding by on lime scooters. It was kind of also really socially acceptable to sit next to somebody because like when you go upstairs there's only so many places to sit so you just be like hey can I sit here and you just have another stranger next to you for like the next half an hour to like however long you want to be there just because it, it is that crowded so you always meet somebody now. Yeah and then Hillsboro was always fun because you could walk by and see the cars driving and Hillsboro Street leads straight into downtown. So you can look down the street and see the city and everything and you could really feel life. I don't know how to describe it. It was always exciting. It always put a smile on my face because I knew that I was living my life I was independent I was having fun doing everything and the, li the libraries were social spots plus studying spots it, they were you could go into the library intent on studying and then end up eating ice cream and talking with your friend it was you really could never tell what was going to happen when you entered the library. It was great. People, people would go into the top floors of uh, Hill and go take naps. Like it was always amazing. You could, you could never predict what's going to go on on campus. And to go more specific, especially with majors, like each major kind of has their own like specific buildings that classes would mainly be attending like you'd have your class in a very similar building like Chas was known for um, those three buildings right off Hillsboro and I think it's Nelson Hall is where business classes are and you just sit in there and you'd meet so many people from your major and you get to talk between classes and you would just hang out there all day because all your classes are right there so you really get to be with the people who are interested in the same things you are and are ready to learn the same things you are. And you make so many friends just doing that all day. Yeah, like everybody in Poe Hall were either psychology or education majors, pretty much. And you were all taking similar classes and you can talk to anybody there. 
and find at least one thing in common and it was great and then I know a bunch of people in SAS were like math majors and everything or at least in majors that heavily centered around math and they were always talking and socializing talking about things that I don't understand (laughs) and it's just there's there's just so many places to just relax and hang out on campus Yeah, there's all kinds of social communities around campus that you can just you can witness and it's incredible is there anything else you're really curious about Shaylin um, your whole description just sounded like a dream. Like I am just so, so sad that I didn't get to experience that, honestly. Well, that was basically my question, like how easy it was to meet new people, how easy it was to go out somewhere and see another human, you know, walking by. It really does feel like it was kind of a dream because we're graduating soon. We're graduating next semester and it's completely different to how we started. Yeah. I I remember my freshman year, I was living in Carroll Hall and my window faced the free expression tunnel. And I would always see people painting it and repainting it and just- That's an amazing view. I got a dumpster. <laughs> it, was, it was honestly pretty great. Um, I watched one of the clubs paint a cow on it because they were the dairy science club and they painted a cow. It was always, it was always great. And seeing the difference now, it's a little sad, but also a little confidence boosting. I know that's weird to say, but it's like, I've made it, we've made it this far we can make it more. Mm -hmm. I think what I regret most is I'm very introverted and I feel like I didn't take as much advantage of it as I could have. And I think that's what's really bad about it is now with the pandemic, I am so desperate to meet people and I'm so ready to talk to people. And it's like, well, you've got your cat and your roommate sometimes and that's it. Yes, exactly. That is exactly how I feel because my my first year, it felt like everybody already knew their friends. And putting myself out there and introducing myself to new people wasn't my strong suit. And then this year I had finally gained enough confidence and talked myself up to being able to introduce myself to random people in my classes and everything. And then COVID happened and everything went online. And there's no longer that personal interaction that you get whenever you're sitting next to somebody in a class. But hopefully, hopefully next semester will be a little better be a little bit more interaction and socially distanced things to do around campus that way people can still have a little bit of that normalcy you both are very social people and i really appreciate that 
what what do you guys like who do you guys rely on for support during this time because it is so hard to stay social and to interact with people right now um to be honest I've learned to rely on myself just because you don't really have anybody you know it's it's kind of like um not good to be around people so yeah I've just really learned to rely on myself because you don't have someone you can you know go and talk to your roommates are constantly changing your friends are gone (laughs) they went back home so I really just learned to rely on myself honestly Mm -hmm. just because of the lack of people (laughs) around me yeah it's been a very isolating experience I've tended to rely on my family, my parents, and my older sister, because I see them more, and whenever I'm up at school, I FaceTime them a lot. I'm always uh, talking to them some way or another. My sister and I, we primarily communicate through sending each other TikToks, (laughs) (laughs) because we, we always try to make each other laugh by sending each other stupid videos and it's great because it's that sense of I was thinking about you and you were thinking about me enough to decide hey I think you should see this but I've also like Shaylin said I've also kind of relied on myself I've delved into like YouTube and everything, trying to just Mm -hmm. hear people almost, try to get to know people through their videos and everything, even if it's not mutual interaction. Um, I watch like a lot of people's live videos on YouTube and TikTok because it's just, everybody's kind of in the same boat right now. Everyone's feeling isolated. So it's that mutual want of social interaction that's keeping me afloat because I know that I'm not alone even if I feel like it. Family is definitely a big part in keeping me from losing all motivation and desire (laughs) to be successful. How do you both recommend for people to maintain a healthy mindset throughout this time period? Because this is a very traumatic experience for all of us. We're all dealing with this trauma while we're attending school. Yeah, so I recommend going outside and breathing in the fresh air and just not staying stagnant for too long. I made that mistake and it was it was so easy to just take all of my Zoom classes in bed and do all of my homework in bed. So there was no separation of school and relaxation and it took a toll. So I really suggest getting outside or getting to the gym, at least a different room in your apartment or dorm building or anything just have a change of scenery because seeing the same thing over and over can be really disheartening and heck you may even meet people who are doing the same thing 
just trying to keep yourself motivated and aware of everything that's going on. For me, what was the question again? <laughs> How do you, like, what is your recommendation to others to maintain a healthy mindset throughout this traumatic time period? Um, one thing I've learned, it's going to sound cliche, it's going to sound, you know, cheesy, but quite literally, the key to this is thinking positive thoughts. Like positive thoughts is so paramount in this because once you start thinking negative, like once you start dwelling on the past, dwelling on the future, you just, it, it just, you just get trapped in this spiral and it, you're going to end up very depressed and, and you're already isolated. So it's going to be harder to get help, harder to, you know, talk about it. So definitely keep thoughts positive, you know, try and look on the upside, you know, yeah, <laughs> online classes may suck, but you know, now I can take class from my bed, you know, now I can have a picnic while I'm in class. You just got to really look at the positive. You know, mm -hmm. with online classes, there's, I have, have less commute, so I have more time to do the things I like. Um, I can now meditate. I have my own space. I don't, you know, I have my own room to myself. You know, you just really got to focus on the positive and it's super hard like I I can I can tell you that it's super hard but it, it's just what you have to do for the time being you almost have to lie to yourself like oh, this happened for a reason now I can go learn this or do this now I can you know catch up with life instead of life being like 10 feet ahead of me now and not now that the world has kind of stopped been put on pause now I can finally you know catch up and even get ahead like there are so many things that I've done in quarantine like I said, I've really gotten into investing. I've joined my own investment group. It's like a whole other family to me now. You know, I'm just doing all these different things. And I've really taken this time to personally develop. <laughs> like if you could see my wall right now, you would see so much stuff. Just from, you know, my affirmations, positive affirmations, you know, different quotes that my mentors have said, different poems. I've taken this time to get more organized. And I've just really, you know, personally developed, you know, I've read more books. And it's been really helpful just allowing me to, you know, slow down, pause, and really think about what I'm doing, think about the future, think about what I want, really just set my goals in place. So it's really just, you know, everything's just slowed down enough for me to, you know, catch up and do the things that most people wouldn't have the time to normally do. Mm, that's amazing. You truly are an inspiration. Oh, thank you. Another... Oh, that actually just made me think of another thing that can help you with a positive mindset during all of this. The school counseling center is great for helping with this because like Caitlin said, this is a traumatic experience. It was so abrupt. All of the changes are constantly coming at you and you can never really know what to expect and the counseling center is really great for students and everyone to be able to use because they're still doing telehealth appointments and some in-person appointments and it's great to just be able to have someone non-partial or impartial to talk to and help you through this help you come to terms with everything that's happening and figuring out what's the best way for you 
to deal with because everybody is different and it's really a great resource. I use it all the time. I'm a big advocate for um, counseling and therapy, uh, obviously, because that's what I want to go into, but it's, it's great for everyone and there's less stigma around it now. So more people are going for help and just to talk about things because you can talk to friends and you can talk to family and advisors and everything. But a lot of the, a lot of the times you feel like you have to put your best self out there. And when you're talking to the counselor center, you don't have to do that. You can talk about how hard it is to adjust to online classes, how brutal it is not seeing people and they can help you with getting that positive mindset and with doing things that make you feel happier almost. It's it's like they make you aware of everything that's happening and how to handle it, how to deal with it. So it's it's my favorite thing to do and talk about because it's honestly it's honestly the best thing ever. <laughs> I actually have a question about that. Yeah. So to have like um, a reoccurring, you know, count to get like um, continual counseling, you know, having like an appointment, say like once every week, does it cost money? No, um, I believe that it is free to students. Really, uh, so I just like schedule appointments and have them like reoccurring for free? Yes, I believe so. I would have to double check, but I believe that they are that they are free to students. Okay, I don't know where I found this. I might have just imagined it, but I was super excited to, you know, have counseling because that's something that everybody should have, but I don't know. I thought it cost. I was like, oh, guess not. I guess I'll suffer, (laughs) but I'll definitely look into that again. Okay, so I looked it up. Let me keep reading before I say something wrong. So for most students are going to offer short-term individual therapy. Most students have used an average of four to five sessions per year. And for some students, up to 12 sessions of therapy will be offered based on need, but it is not a guarantee just because of how many they have. But they do offer group therapy, which I do believe is more of a long-term thing, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so in the counseling center, your initial appointment, you will talk with a triage therapist and then you will get assigned a more permanent one after you after your needs are determined they're really good about um figuring out what each individual needs they have this questionnaire that really helps identify they they won't leave you hanging that's for sure they'll make sure that you are taken care of and that your needs are met and that they'll help you as much as they can exactly they um they'll also help you find and refer you to professionals in your hometown for over the summer and everything they are definitely there to help you 
TRIO Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today. Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about Student Support Services at NC State.